0: If you've ever watched a debate round, you would probably have seen the speakers stand up in the middle of their opponent's speeches and interject with things like, on that, or may I have this point, with their hands poised up like they're sort of about to do a dance or jig or something. So well, we're exactly going to be talking about this situation, which is called point of information or short form as POIs. So hey, everyone. Welcome to the Debate 101 series of This House Wood, a podcast on all things debate-related. I'm Nicole Chu.
1: And I'm Noah Pino.
0: So today, we'll be first talking about what exactly are POIs, and then talking about what it looks like in a debate round and the different strategies surrounding it.
1: Right. So POIs are basically a question or statement that briefly interrupts your opponent's speech. Uh, So... A lot of the time, people think it has to be a question. But half the time, that question is just, wouldn't you agree that statement? Uh, so I'm going to lay down the law here. I will fight any ad core team. POIs could be a statement too. But the intention is that you can engage with your opponent's arguments during their speech by pointing out flaws or holes in their argument, um, maybe looking for ways to insert your own content as a front half team. Um, and again, like either offer a direct rebuttal or disguise it as a question in some way and what it looks like says so i was very interested nicole was like you may have seen speakers stand up and i'm like mm, not everybody who started debating quarantined, uh, so you might oh, see that in, yeah. yeah
0: i've never thought about that actually <laughs>
1: honestly the first question i get every single round like is always how do we do pois Because everyone's so used to like you stand up or raise your hand or say on that. But like in an online call where we're all on mute, it's really hard. Um, So some other things that might look like online are usually you type it in the chat. So I always tell people to just default to typing it in the chat um, that you have a POI. Not your whole question. I said type your POIs in the chat. And someone just like typed out like a paragraph for the PM. And I was like, bro, you expect them to read that for you? Like, no. No. Uh, so, just type POI, just like you would only ask POI. Um, but yeah, some other things on just how they work, um, aside from just offering that reputation or question, they can't be over 15 seconds, or else um, the chair will yell at you or the speaker will, will yell at you, um, often both. And you also don't automatically get accepted. So, it's at the speaker's um, luxury or decision to take you or to take your question. Obviously, we expect speakers to take your POIs um, and we expect them to engage. But just because you have a question doesn't mean you like start speaking or they have to take you. Uh, so think of it like it, it honestly is exactly what it sounds like. It's a question that you can optionally take. Um, it's a great opportunity for you to show that your team is directly engaging with another team, both by taking one and by giving one.
0: So when would you give a POI in a speech
1: then? So POIs should be given. They can be given after the first minute or before the last minute of a speech. Um, that's for seven speech, seven minute speeches, by the way. For high school five minute speeches, um, it's thirty seconds on either side. But that section at the ends of the speech is called protected time. No POIs can be asked during that time. Other than that, it's free game. So you should ask a question whenever you think it's strategic. Um, You shouldn't give POIs too often. So that's the other side of the 15 second rule. You also should wait after being rejected for 15 seconds before you offer another POI. Um, Nothing is more annoying than, okay, I know that this is back to in-person tournaments, but one round last year, some dude literally stood up every five seconds to ask for a POI. And not to me, just like some other speaker. And I was literally sitting there like, dude, I promise you that the thing you think you have to ask is not even relevant, let alone a smart contribution. And you're not even listening. Um,
0: (laughs) And it's so distracting, too. It's just like one person going up and down and up and down. (laughs) No, honest
1: to God, the satisfaction I had, because so it was, he was POing somebody after my speech, and he was literally setting up every five seconds. And after the president's speech, I literally turned to him before the chair could say anything, and I'm like, I don't know why you think that you actually get to ask questions that often. I don't know why you think people can hear what the speaker is saying, or why you think your question is that important. I highly urge you to sit down and have a seat, and or whatever else. It was honestly that, but a lot more swears um, during the, the round. No, the ch- literally, that literally, I was I was so mad, and the chair was just like literally looked at the like speaker was like, yeah, so that's correct. You shouldn't do that. And then after the round, this, I almost swore again, this dumb speaker who just kept standing up got the third, we got the one. And I was like, and there we go. Justice.
0: That's the best. Um,
1: (laughs) It's, I swear to God, that was like, I will yell at you regardless of my position of the round if you stand up every five seconds. Just don't do it. Just don't do it. At least when you type in chat, it's only in chat. But like... It's so annoying if you do it in the middle of somebody's speech online as well because of volume differences on microphones. So just also be mindful of that. So what other strategies are there for POIs? Right. So aside from the first strategy of don't ask every five seconds, I'm begging y'all. In general, tournaments say give two, take two. But like I haven't seen anybody take two POIs in like five years. (laughs) I think people just... I think the rule now is like give two, take two, but really they're just like take one POI. Um, they don't even care if you give POIs as long as your team sufficiently engages. So a lot of the time, like POIs are not required as like a rule for you to even place or to like clearly engage. However, if you don't give any POIs on back half to the front half team and that you don't take any of theirs, just keep in mind that reflects really poorly on you as the back half team. Because you get two speeches to respond to the other team on front half, but they get zero to respond to you. Uh, so that's the caveat that I'd say, but otherwise, just take one. Um, the worst thing that I see people do is they finish their entire speech, and then they just do like a Q& a session for like three minutes. Girl, this isn't a presentation. This isn't like a high school <laughs> science project. Take a POI before your speech is done. Finish on the material that's actually your speech. And then only take one and be done. Uh, it's good to take POIs, obviously, but you don't want them to take over your speech, uh, and you don't want it to become a and A session. In fact, you're not allowed to have back and forths. Um, the only thing that you ever really get away with is if you ask speakers to like repeat them or like say like Sorry, I didn't catch that. Can you do do that one more time? And they'll like rephrase it. But you know, it's not like it's not cross x. Um, we almost thought about putting cross X in this debate and we're like, why? Nobody does cross-ex. Um, so yeah, your POIs are like, it's a question, not like a discussion and interrogation. Some other things I'd say for strategy, though, just like very generically before I talk about team by team is don't give POIs that are like, calling out gaps in info, the thing that always irritates me is I'll be like listening to a PM speech and I'll be like, there's no mechanism to this. There's simply no mechanism. And then CO will POI. And this is the one POI that OG is going to take from CO because their next one's going to go to OO. And CO is like, what is your mechanism? Bro, you literally just let OG know that they need to patch the mechanism. And then they give the mechanism and then they beat you because they had a mechanism. Don't ask people. Oh my God. Don't ask people for gaps in info.
0: So essentially, it's like, don't give away your own point and also like yeah, their like, weakness
1: in the speech, essentially, right? If you think that they don't have a strong link in their case, just like say that in your reputation, right? Because you want to try to throw them off course. You don't want to throw them on course. <laughs> I literally see that all the time. Like somebody like, what is the impact of this argument? Bro, now OG has an impact. <laughs> Now they have something to weigh (laughs) against you. Why did you do that? It's like a reminder to be like, oh, yeah, I forgot to do something. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But like, and that happens from every team, but especially on back half. I think you're also right. Like, don't POI your own point so that you give it away. Just like think strategically. Like, you're asking a question, not like as a judge, you're asking a question as a team that wants to, like, take some points and leave that's your goal. You want to just win. Don't like give people pointers. Also, the judges should notice.
0: Right. So what about um, staying relevant? Because you said that for back half or front half should POI back half and like something vice versa should happen to where back half should POI front half as well, right?
1: Hmm. Yeah. So I think when you're POIing, um, something you should keep in mind is that the main reason that POIs are useful, at least in my opinion, or the main thing that they offer exclusively is the ability for direct engagement between teams that wouldn't normally directly engage or between speeches that wouldn't directly engage. So for example, there is never a time where a closing opposition speaker speaks directly after an opening government speaker. So that is a chance for an Obviously, vice versa. Opening government doesn't speak after closing opposition. So making that comparison between those two teams is really hard if we don't see directly how the teams engage with each other or how they're telling the judge to actually look at that engagement. Because you could also POI things that tell them how to view the comparison, not just refutation. So try to take POIs, especially from the opposing team on the opposite half. So like If you're front half, try to take some from closing. If you're closing, try to take some from front half. But the other thing also is like try to take one from each team on the other side. So I would say, like, if you're opening government, there's really no reason why you have to take two POIs from opening. There's really no reason why you would like not give yourself the chance to engage with a closing team. That I think is the really important part of strategy that people don't necessarily think about at first is the kind of just like take whichever POI comes at a convenient time. But you can request POIs, like you could ask if a team has one and you should try to prioritize POIs from teams that wouldn't otherwise directly engage with you.
0: Great. So what about like more speaker by speaker strategies?
1: Mm. So I would say... Again, this isn't exactly speaker by speaker, but just remember as back half, you don't want to give away your extension. So you shouldn't give a POI that lets a front half speaker run your case. I've seen so many routes where like, imagine that Mpreg motion. Like for those of you that skipped the last episode, Mpreg is assuming it's feasible aside of pregnancy randomly. Imagine if OG is starting and OG is like, So we think it's not good that only women are pregnant. And then COPOIs, and they're like, what if we just made men pregnant instead? Bro, now both OO speakers can run that counter model. Um, So you want to be really careful, right? You don't want to give away the direction you're trying to steer the debate. You want to be very safe on back half with your POIs. And as a front half team, like, listen to what your back half POIs your opposition and try to, like fish for those points to try and steal them because like why not you could steal them it's allowed you'll win so that's I think really for speakers like really think about if there's speakers left that could take your material that's especially true as closing opposition because there's two possibilities for a speaker to do that on OO otherwise you should try to POI as a front half team into back half to reinsert your material especially into the whips because a lot of judges will just like forget fret half framing or not have it fresh in their mind so if you can use your own case or your own constructive as the refutation or as the weighing um that's a really strong strategy for poying into whip speakers that's often better than just refuting the whip right because you want to try to tell the judge how to compare the teams at that point Not just like poke a hole in the CEO case because you can. And remember, like the aim of a POI is always to stay relevant in a debate round. So a lot of these strategies that we're talking about, um, they just reflect the best way to achieve that, the best way to stay relevant. So for a front half team, that would be to POI your own case. As a back half team, that would be not spoiling the one way you could have new material by exposing your extension early.
0: Yeah, so what exactly is the difference between POIs and POCs, like point of clarifications?
1: Mm. So point of clarifications, they're a question that clarifies the model. But a lot of people give these clarifications and it's just a POI. Um, don't do that. Because if like, if I was PM and I received a point of clarification asking me about my model and it was refuting my model, I'd just look at the judge and I'd say, that was a POI. So I'm going to answer this POI and that I am no under no obligation to engage for the rest of my speech. So it's to clarify, but keep it for the sake of clarifying. If somebody isn't defining a key term, like assuming there was no info slide for like what is textualism, if a debate is about the legal precedence of textualism as opposed to other um, legal interpretations, you might ask them like, what definition are you using for this term? So those don't count towards engagement, or at least how the judge will engage you, because it's the same as a model is intended to just make the debate fair and clear. Point of clarifications are also designed for that. I get asked a lot, can closing government's point of clarification open a government? And the answer is no, but I really wish they could, you guys. I really wish CG could let OG just, like, know that they're wrong. But you can't. Life isn't fair. You would
0: say, like, POIs are a lot more common. Like, POCs, in my, like, history of, like, debate, like, I don't see, like, I don't remember that many debaters actually using POCs that much.
1: Yeah, I mean, like, do you ever remember even receiving a point of clarification that wasn't just a POI, like, just reputation?
0: Not not normally, honestly, yeah.
1: Yeah, girl, like, dead-off, half the time, they're just, like secretly a POI there's secretly a way to like challenge people if you're modeling correctly as OG you shouldn't be receiving point of clarifications a lot of the time like teams will try to eat up your time by being like hey, I have a point of clarification on like a really heavy model motion and they're like how will you enforce this they're like bro I don't care <laughs> that's not what the debate is about so yeah, I mean, they're they're common. Like, people abuse point of clarifications. And I'd honestly say, sadly, that this is more common than actually having a good one. But, like, clarify things that are relevant to how your extension would be perceived. So, like, if you're going to run a developing world extension, you may want to clarify if the house is Canada or if it's the entire world, right? So try to think of things like that. Just, like, only offer it. I'm begging y'all. Guys, I know it's debate, but like, <laughs> don't break the rules with POIs. Don't ask every five seconds and make your points of clarification actually put of clarification.
0: And I guess if you have tuned in for our previous episode about interpreting motions and modeling, technically you shouldn't have a POC from another
1: team. That's Anyways. right. You should just be perfect.
0: <laughs> exactly.
1: So <laughs> RIP to you, but I'm different. Honestly, I think like, Points of clarification, a lot of people are really concerned about how they work, but you probably shouldn't encounter them. Um, the one thing that's kind of fun about them, though, is if OO is counter-modeling, I feel like you could point of clarify an OO team. I feel like that's allowed. So it seems like it's only for OP, but I guess if there's a counter-model, you're also able to do that. But again, don't abuse that. I've like never really seen that, so be careful.
0: So what are some last comments or strategies that you have for POIs?
1: Okay, so this is my secret technique that I teach all of my students and all of my novices. And honestly, like, I think it is the call of your front half. So I'm sure I'm not the only per- I've, In fact, I've seen lots of good debaters do this before. I'm sure there's some name to it other than this or simply no name at all. But I call it like a reverse knife. Um, so the thinking behind this is like, cg can't knife og right but there's nothing that stops a front half team from knifing a back half team except for the fact og doesn't speak after cg right so like the front half doesn't speak after the back half obviously so your poi could just be like closing government is completely off the real comparison of this debate is what we told you on og and then give your question or comparison so you could use your POIs on front half as like, it's kind of like you ask a question, but like the real message to the judge that you're sending is how they should view you in comparison to your own back half. And you're just using the POI as like a vehicle to say that. For example, when you're inserting your own material into the like op whip to try and make that comparison, you could include as a preamble to that question why your material is the more important focus of the gov bench than the closing government material. And you could be like really explicit with this, because I guess there's just nothing that stops you from knifing back half. So like unlike back half normally that can't refute their OG, I feel like OG could just call their back half dumb. Like I think they could get away with it. I think that's law.
0: All right. Great. So that's the perfect place to end. So thank you so much for joining us for the Debate 101 series. Stay tuned for more on This House Wood. Please follow our podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts, and our Instagram at THWDebatePodcast. Thank you.